The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother, and me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet, sweetest candy pie baby brother, Griffin McElroy. All right. This is the birthday episode. Well, we already did. We, we did that No, one. no. We're, well, this episode, we're recapping the birthday. Oh, yes. that'll be that'll yeah. be fun yeah, for me nice. again for the second week in a row. Fun for me and applicable and fun. Uh, I have I cannot tell you how buck wild it has gotten in the mailbox in the in the email brother my brother me mailbox we got uh, a, a a a magazine from Golly Ali and a, a Mad Libs book and fifteen dollars in Stone Cold cash like we shouldn't be paying for yeah just five like five three five dollar bills in an envelope oh my god uh, it's like a meme present is Golly Ali has she secretly been our memes this whole she's time she's been our meme I have one picture of a of a guy dressed like a pharmacist, and on the back it has the words "Pill Monkey Scared" written on it. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's cool. Got to watch out for Fireball's uh, uh, postcard as her podcast. Uh, Wait, uh, the podcast is called "Watch called Out." Watch out for and Fireballs. And they sent you this as a gift, a postcard. Yeah, uh, an ad maybe. Seems, maybe uh, they just tricked me. Oh, um, damn it! Joshua no- Noise sent us Anthrax. Uh, by which I mean the greatest hits of Anthrax. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I would rather just have the Anthrax. <laughs> um, oh, we got a wedding invitation. Ooh. Oh, anywhere close by to any of the places that we live? No, this is to Chicago. Uh, I'd go back to Chicago for a wedding. Okay, well, you can. You can go see Kristen Kotowski get married to Alistair Stewart. This wedding inv- invite is gorgeous. I wish you guys could see it. What's the font? What kind of font are we wearing? Would they go with it? Uh, no, I mean, it is, ba- it is, it is completely decorated in literally dozens of different typographies it's a gorgeous is there gorgeous any document are there any gemstones imbued in the in the in the paper not as such what would uh, you say is the net worth of this wedding invitation thirteen thousand dollars joe robson nice. sent me a pepsi man uh action figure oh my god we got adam uh and what looks like scrans uh, Mickelson, <laughs> that's not a real name. Sent us a picture, uh, a Grand Canyon uh, postcard, and my man Tommy Fix sent us Space Jam a novelization. And this Ooh. is a brand spanking new copy direct from Amazon. So I don't okay, know. is that book still in print? <laughs> yes, apparently that book is still in print. Here's a picture of uh, seventeen babies' butts, uh, and. It says you deserve a fourteen bun salute, oh. and it turns out this is a birthday card from my nanny. So I should not. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry about that. So as long as we're doing a, a mail call, I got a, a postcard today 
or yesterday, because mail doesn't typically run on Sundays in the United States of America. Not as such. Um, and it has the lead singer of Corn on it, his face, and it says, "Come hear a motivational speech about the story of the lead singer of Corn." And then I turned it over, and it's for a nearby church. So that's something that I absolutely have to go to, well, right? That is non. Or is that is something they've written about, him, like fan fiction about the lead singer of Corn that will really motivate you. I think that there probably is a preacher somewhere in Austin, Texas, who has motivational fanfic that they wrote about Corn band members. Real quick question: Has any of this been entertaining so far? It's hard to say, but that's not really my problem. No, nope. you know, it's our birthday month. But the, the, that's not important anymore. All that's, that's not bullshit. Po- All that's bullshit. The only thing I care about is helping people. You know? That's my thing. That's where I'm at. I want to advise people with their problems. So here's a question from them, and then we'll answer it and see if they're maybe, if not better off, at least not worse. I like to write a little in my free time. I'm not super good at it, and I'm not trying to get published. But I have an overactive imagination, so it seems like a good way to burn off thoughts in my head. Ugh, that's nice imagery. Uh, I recently found a good friend of mine also writes for similar reasons. I've always wanted a writing buddy where we can both sit down for a week or something and write. No, for or, an hour. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Sit down for an hour a week or something and write. <laughs> I just want to just come into this sweat lodge. We're going to go on a vision of writing. Writing. Got a lot of No, we food. don't have any food or water or anything. There is nowhere to poop. Please do not in our sweat lodge. So Turn your right. phone on silent. What are you doing? We are in the sweat lodge of advice right now. How can you take those kinds of distractions? I can't. I'm completely out of the mix. I don't know what we were talking about. I don't know. Um, it was so inconsiderate of Dad to text me to tell me that I have uh, uh, holes in my fantasy football lineup. Okay. Uh, anyway, if we ran into a wall, we could bounce ideas off each other. Is this a good idea? How do I suggest this to my friend without sounding like I'm pressing them or sounding like a dick? Fitzgerald seeking Hemingway. Well, I first, I, uh, first I suggest not starting off with, I'm not super good at it. Yeah. Can I, yeah, here, here's a good suggestion. Go find a new thing that you are actually super good at. Maybe. Right. Like, I just want you to start from as high a point as you, that's, that is the biggest thing of success, is showing up and being good at the thing that you want to do already. I think that writing is intensely personal for me it's like a poetry it's like writing poetry writing is like writing (laughs) writing (laughs) books is like writing poetry (laughs) it's like it's putting words on paper is like writing i've always likened poetry to like writing a song without music in it (laughs) god that's that's beautiful Mm -hmm. that's that is some lovely imagery so like if i I, said like i don't want to wait for our lives to be over I want to know right now, what will it be? And then there's a question mark on it instead of a period. Whoa. Nice. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I like that. And that's uh, I can say that's mine because I didn't sing it. You see what I'm saying? I think that if you go to someone and lay out this plan for them, it runs a risk of being the weirdest thing they've ever yeah. heard. I Here's really the thing. But like, think... I know that this happens in real life. Like, there are lots of writing teams over the years that have, like, come together and they have written books together and plays together and musicals together and, like, comedy bits together. But it always, whenever you hear the story of it or read a memoir about it, it's always 
so organic and it's like that's the thing we right organic the same if, thing and he here's what you need to do somebody else you need to go to and say hey i've been writing something would love to get the the feedback on mm -hmm. it see what you think and then after they're done reading it they give you their feedback you just stand there in the room <laughs> and then you say is there anything <laughs> you would like to show me and then you wait and wait and wait and do not leave the room until you have words in your hand that they've written for your adjudication. I, I also think, not trying to pass judgment, but I am, that it's it's a little bit weird proposition, especially considering there's no end goal and you're not trying to do anything with it. Just saying, like, we should get together. <laughs> they want to grow as writers. What's wrong they with They want to waste I mean, two people's time simultaneously. <laughs> Yeah, I want to take up not it's like it's not trying to go it's not trying to grow as writers because you don't have an end goal you just want to burn off excess why can't creativity. you just get why can't you just that, be good like, at writing why Travis I play bocce ball to burn off my excess energy and I would love to be better at that just no 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 <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying is that if you go to this person and say I want to grow as a writer and I'd love you know I'd love to share ideas and bounce them back and forth and kind of give each other notes but if you just go to them and say I have a bunch of extra creativity let's mm -hmm. let's talk about help it. me purge yeah, Justin, that's... do you botchy to burn off the thoughts in your head? Is that what you just said? <laughs> I yeah. When I'm angry or it's been a long day at the bank, I where I work, I just I just go home and I botch. Justin I botch. is actually incapable of dreaming, I, so I instead he must yeah. funnel his dreams through bocce ball. <laughs> My dreams are funneled through bocce ball, so I just I go out to the field or the ring or the rink mm -hmm. or the course, the, and, then <laughs> and I, he's got and then he's I, got a botch to feel. You know and then I, I roll or toss. Is there or anything skid? Is there you dribble, anything you dribble the bocce ball? Is there anything puck. you don't have in common with Cliff Huxtable? <laughs> Tell me right now. Sandwiches? Check. Gynecology? Ah, check. I'm not going to fucking sell out to Jello. That's, That's for goddamn big sure. Ge big gelatin is going to keep their hands off my uterus. Justin's always been custard or nothing. Yeah. Custard or nothing. Hey, That's my jam. Real quick, um, if we could go, I don't know how long we're going to keep doing the show. Uh, I think we've got at least another 10 episodes in us, but uh, if we could just go without saying the words gelatin and uterus in the same breath. <laughs> That <laughs> sounds fine. I, yeah, I'd say ten episodes tops. Yeah. I, you gotta let this. This cannot be a relationship that you pitch. Mm -hmm. It's gotta be something that you develop. Start small. Don't sh try to say, "Hey, I would like us to have a writing relationship that is that like lasts for years and is super productive and yeah. helps us both grow as writers." You just gotta say you gotta start it normal. You know what I mean? It, that would be like proposing marriage to the lady at the bank like yeah just say you know you gotta start, start and, the ground level and if you introduce this level of formality into it then you're gonna have to lay down all kinds of ground rules if it's organic then you know what you're getting into but if you if you have to like write up a constitution for how this thing's gonna work then you have to be like you know no i don't want to read your sci-fi erotica like just That's off like the out of bounds. off the jump like i don't want that if it's got slash fic in it anywhere mm -hmm. if you uh, write today show slash fic I would like oh, to read man. that. Yeah, because what if it's like just like the Citizen Kane of slash or Citizen Kane mm -hmm. slash fiction? Al Roker <laughs> takes out everything. He gets everything. Every, you get to see his whole. It's all out. You get to see his whole tackle box. <laughs> Willard Scott dials up his list of a hundred year old perverts, mm -hmm. and he calls them over for sex. Mm. Old old smuckers sex. 
sucks. Um, this is. And then Aunt Curry's like, how could you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> Jilted lover Aunt Curry returns. Do you think. Yeah. Do you. You know what I'm about to ask, right? <laughs> I know who you're at. And I just, Everyone absolutely. on the Today Show is secretly fucking, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When he's like, from the moment Roker's like, that's what's happening in the in our country. Here's what's happening in your neck of the woods. He's got- from that moment, he's like reaching for the zipper to start blasting. <laughs> he's like, get the blasting caps. I'm going to the sex mine. <laughs> I have maybe 45 seconds. While line Lauer up. Looks on. Line so up. Lauer's I've got 200 in chips. It's time to play some yeah. Roker poker. Come over here, Hoda. <laughs> Hoda. Hoda, Matt Lauer, bring your bring your weird leukemia head over here, Matt Lauer. I'm gonna blast. I'm gonna blast into it. Matt Lauer used to look so good and healthy. What happened? And, You'd see that right? fool at the Olympics. Like, is he competing? God damn. <laughs> he looked fantastic. He looked fantastic. Like, I think I think it's like we have like a portrait of Dorian Gray scenario between Roker and Lauer because one is looking. <laughs> Hundo percent better, and the other one is just shriveling. <laughs> Roker's up like looking fantastic, fucking, like Darth Palpatus or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Lauer looks like he keeps sneaking peeks at the Ark of the Covenant. He's not looking at it full. He's blast. taking little sips out of the wrong grail. <laughs> right, just a little, just wetting his whistle with that. Fuck! Why are we so mean to people we've never met? Because <laughs> we keep hoping that, that we will meet them and they'll at least know who we are. That's, that's all. I, that's all. That's my dream. Um, you guys want to Yahoo? I've always wanted Matt Lauer to just yell at me across the crowded bar. You! Hey, fuck you! You guys want a Yahoo? Yeah. Yes. Uh, God, I have so many good ones. Thank you, everyone who sent them in. Uh, please, please keep it up. It was such a joy to read these. Um, this Yahoo was sent in by John Tabler. Thank you, John. It's uh, by Yahoo Answers user Vela OK, who asks, What does it take to start up a new cemetery? <laughs> Commitment. I guess. <laughs> Business is going to be good. I predict more people are going to be dying all the time. Yup. I want to offer... <laughs> Bold. Nice one, Nostradamus. <laughs> I want to offer preservative-free burials so the body decomposes faster and gets back to being fertilizer ASAP. I love that. I love that. And That's what a so, great tale. So, it's pretty too. green. Listen, so let's... So big on that. Right off the jump. Let's. Everyone's going to die. Could be today. Could be tomorrow. But it's definitely it's one of those tomorrow. two. It's, it's, it is today. It's either today or tomorrow. Um I- yeah, everybody. That's true. This is a booming. So this is a booming business because, like, have you been to a cemetery? Have you ever been to a cemetery and been like, "Oh, this is so spacious"? No, you haven't. You know, this is a good point though because there are many cemeteries, but at the beginning, you're just gonna be that guy that buried a body in his yard. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's very hard to do this homegrown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very hard to do a grassroots. Uh, you don't see a lot of cemetery startups, you know right? I mean? Yeah, it's it's a <laughs> just Com- a man well, and a shovel. Completely, you know? things are going really good. We've moved from a from single hidden corpse to sort of a level. I would say tantamount to an Indian burial ground. Oh yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. like okay, right now. Okay, so here's the thought I just had. Let me throw this out. Okay, what? Think of like a food truck, but okay. instead. It was like a crematorium on wheels. Travis, okay. if you so like if you took that show to you. if you took that show on the fucking road here in Austin, 
you would be a quadrillionaire. Everyone would want to die with you. This is what I'm saying. Oh my god! Just think and, about and, it. You know, Travis just said that as a joke, but and but like before this episode's over, he's gonna get a harried phone call from DLC. <laughs> like, oh, listen, we want to do. I called, we want to. I call as fast as I could. With your dad, while you do it, please, just, just fight, fight with your old fat dad, <laughs> please. <laughs> Can you hire some stupid guy, please, please, please hire a dumb guy and fight with your old dad? Yeah, I was just thinking about it. It probably wouldn't succeed in Austin because everybody in Austin is like 22 years old. I think if anyone <laughs> ever died die. in, I think if anyone ever died in Austin, it would be like Logan's Run. Like what? What? Why isn't he moving? <laughs> this is weird. Yo, Tyler, wake up! Here's a PBR. Come on, there's a concert in two minutes. Tyler, God, Tyler? he's sleepy. Let's turn him into a Wi-Fi hotspot. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! That could be your business. Is there any? Any cemetery with Wi-Fi in it? Probably not. Probably not. This is what Paul Parham would have wanted. Mm-hmm. He would have wanted me to sit here and browse my sites. <laughs> browsing my sites? I'm Instagramming your grave site. Do you like it? Sites? It looks so nice We'll call here. it sites and grave sites. I came to put some flowers on here. Instead, I'm going to grow some flowers in Farmville. I love you, Pop. I love you, Pop Pop. You're 22. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what uh, would you call your truck that drove around the city and let people put dead bodies in it? What would you What would you call that? Um, I was I've been sitting here trying to think of a way to play Nash Bridges, like sort of like Ash Bridges, uh, and I like burning have, rubber. Burning rubber is not bad. That's not bad. I what would you have music? Like uh, when, like, like an ice cream truck. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Like you. No, I think you would go want to go classy. I think like, hit it with "Don't Fear the Reaper" or maybe Ooh. "Wider Shade of Pale," mm-hmm. or maybe Frankenstein. Oh, uh, Frankenstein <laughs> that would be, be good. Burn, burn, burn all your corpses here. We turn them into fuel. <laughs> um, it's. I think. What if that truck ran on the body? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That, that's the energy and for the, the truck. And you call it, it's totally green. Oh, when you man, give your well. when you give your your loved one over to the loving care of burning rubber, uh, first of all, sorry for the Frankenstein. Uh, we are a completely <laughs> green company with no overhead, and rest assured that your loved one will get us down to like the corner. <laughs> He'll we get a... do need to pick up someone every 20 feet. Though. Yes. Um, this is going to require a lot of corpses. So if you've been holding on to them for a while, that's probably not legal. Uh, legal and thing. for every corpse that you pay us to burn, we'll burn the corpse of a needy child somewhere in Africa. <laughs> oh, God. So it's sort oh, of no. uh, it's sort of, Yeah, it's really nice, actually. It's I'm so mm-hmm. glad Tom's got into that. Mm-hmm. Um, we God. offer a corpse for corpse guarantee. How do you open it? I'm sitting here. It's a real noodle scratcher. How do you? There's got to be an extensive permit process, right? More importantly, though, you've got to have like a pretty big install base from the get go, right? right? Like you've got to have like 20 20 corpses at the start. Because nobody. The toughest part is convincing the first person. Right. That's what I'm saying. You can't just have the first person. You have to have. They don't want to be lonely in the ground. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You got to have like 20 people like to start it out. You got it. There has to be like enough to keep dogs out. There has to be like mm-hmm. a train crash, and then you're like, "This is my moment. 
you know? I, I bet, though, it's just like when you open, like, a new condo or something, and, you it, like, everybody wants to get in on the ground floor, mm-hmm. and, like, you want – everybody wants under the trees, you know? Yeah. Everybody wants to get the spot under the tree. Yes. Sure. God, it doesn't matter. None of this fucking matters. Ugh. Just leave me in the alley. Just <laughs> – <laughs> I was thinking, just prop me up beside that jukebox. Is there know? a is there a commercial option in the mainland United States for a Tibetan sky burial? Is that an option? Cover me in honey, leave me on a mountain. Let the birds deal with it. Fly me into the sky so I can be closer to Jesus. Everybody read fucking Stiff by Mary Roach. Yeah, because you know? guess stop asking about dead people and just read Stiff. Just friend of the show, you. Mary Roach. Dissolve yourself and pour yourself like in a gutter somewhere. It doesn't matter. You're just at- eat honey for like 18 days or whatever and then die for a while in some honey and then have people eat you to heal themselves. Is that a real thing? Yeah, it's in Stiff. Ugh. It's cadaver candy. Stiff is an Check appropriate name for that book. Uh, Did you have an erection? Because of the erection I have. I think I was eating a dead honey man. I mean, honey woman. Shit. Is that gay? <laughs> you know how I want to go? I want to be... I want you to melt me in that uh, stuff from Hoofing Roger Rabbit. <laughs> the... Hey, uh, Dylan, I finally listened to that podcast you recommended. <laughs> oh, yeah? What did you think? Well, for the first 15 minutes, they talked about things they got in the mail. <laughs> for their birthdays. For the, they for the birthdays. presents they'd receive. And they talked and about for death the... for 20 minutes, and then I hung myself. I'm a ghost, Dylan. <laughs> Hi, Dylan. And you said they talked about, like, dildos or something, but they didn't, like, electric dildos every day, every week? They didn't do that. They talked about Cliff Huxtable, and then yeah. and then I killed myself. Yeah, but there was, you know, the one part I did like was the money set. I want to tell you guys about ussflagship.com. They have, first and foremost, of all of our corporate sponsors, the best call to arms I've ever seen. Travis, hit me with it, because I think only you're going to be able to do justice. You got it. What's the call to action? Well, check out ussflagship.com. Read our stuff, and then do your own thing. Whatever it is. Make your dreams come true. Fuck. Yeah. Right? That gets me so excited. I've been... I've been waiting for the push I needed, and this is it. I'm opening my own cemetery. <laughs> the flagship will host your amateur cemetery. Guess what it's called? <laughs> Tell me. Cementary. Because, <laughs> because I, so, oh God, I fuck the, don't, I don't know. Don't. It gets, there's, no, you did your best. Come is, in, come is, best. Come is involved somewhere. <laughs> uh yeah, I we've got we so there, there's everything. I'm looking at the flagship and I'm seeing four or five things that I I want to read right now. There's a a weekly recap of uh, Dawn of the Dead from a foremost expert on the zombie apocalypse. There's a there's a ton of good stuff on here. Ussflagship.com and I always tell people you know if you're interested in writing if you want to forge your writing partnership with somebody else, uh, why not do it on flagship. So that way you don't have to see the person. <clears throat> I think literally at the beginning of this episode, we said, just stop writing, which I think the, the good, good people, the, the captains of the flagship would be, um, would the disapprove. Yeah. Of. They are, so they have a website, ussflagship.com. They also have a Twitter, USS flagship, uh, a lot of good stuff to read. And more importantly, go do your thing there. Go 
get busy, you know? Get bu- I have this saying that I came up with. Get busy living or get busy dying, mm-hmm. I say. Mm-hmm. I have this phrase so, I, I came up with, and it's, uh, get busy, child. And then behind <laughs> it, there's, like, the space is like, bah, wah, wah, bah, wow. And then I keep saying it, like, over and over again. And then all of a sudden, all these teens show up, and they're on ecstasy, and they're just jumping up and down. And the lights are going off, and we're just, like, fucking tearing this warehouse apart. It's pretty hard. I think I might be addicted was- to drugs. I was I was saying that uh, I came up with, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, we're fighting for our right to live, to exist, and should we win the day, the Fourth of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, okay. mm-hmm. but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night, mm-hmm. we will not vanish without a fight, we're going to live on, yeah, we're going to survive. Today we celebrate our independence. <laughs> guys, day. guys, where's the beef? <laughs> Got us again. Got him again. Is that something you came up with? Got it. I did get it. You got it. Get busy, child. Uh, So go to ussflagship.com. Can I publish publish all those things I said? Sorry? Can I publish those things I said? Like, I want to find some way to profit off of Get Busy Child and Where's the Beef, but I don't know. (laughs) I tell you what. When you feel close to death, I'll visit you every Tuesday, and you tell me all the smart shit that you know about. Okay. And then I'll publish it in a book, Tuesday with Ditto, and we'll both get rich. I'll get rich, but I'll pay for it. You'll be dead. When you make someone rich and then you die, then that shit pays forward in heaven. I really hope I get to be there. If one of the five people... Mitch Album meets in heaven is Maury. I really hope oh, he's there man. when Maury wants his slice. Mm-hmm. What if it's yeah, not? Mitch. What if five people show up and Maury? And Maury's like, hey, uh, Mitch. Hey, this is weird. Sup? Hey, Mitch. I thought we had like a special thing around the middle of the week, Mitch. Mitch. Do you remember? I remember. Remember? Mitch, I can watch your bank statements from heaven, Mitch. Me and Jesus are very disappointed in you. <laughs> All that wise shit, and you've been the one making the bank. <laughs> Maury. Tuesdays with Maury. His Mitch album is hell as he has to spend every Tuesday talking to that old cantankerous bag. But he, but he, but uh, Tuesday Maury was a beautiful person, and he he what he taught me a lot. <laughs> but I should have given him more money. I I'm really sorry, Maury. If he hadn't been spending Wednesdays with Maury's wife. You know, I hope the five people I meet in heaven are in sync. <laughs> <laughs> personally, personally speaking. Um, what about you guys? The five people I meet in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, I'm a BSB man. You're BSB. <laughs> what? At least okay. one of those guys is dead, right? <laughs> as far as I know, that they're all dead, Travis. I would like to meet the four guys from 98 Degrees and only one of the guys from NSYNC, but I'll leave that up to Jesus. <laughs> Which guy it is? I want to meet the entire cast and crew of the Red Green Show because I think oh, that that's, that's probably five people. Do you think that the NSYNC in heaven, they're just like fucking swamped with all of these oh, five yeah. people appearances? Oh, yeah. Like some like a teenager dies. They're like, ah, oh, God, da- God damn it. And God's like, what? And they're like, no. And then he's like, get to, no. get to work in sync. I brought you here for a reason. Do you want to go to hell, like 98 degrees? You're on a work release program from hell. Why are we getting oh. so, like, we so are engaging with week. some, like, really serious death issues. 
I feel like we're playing with the Ouija right now. I feel like we're, we've dipped into the Ouija and we're harnessing its power. Hey, just real quick, can I change my five people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, sure, Trev. Okay, because mine is going to be the five main characters from Entourage, and I'm including Jeremy <laughs> Pivot in there. I like that. Because <laughs> um, my personal heaven is that they're all my Entourage. And I don't mean the actors. I mean the characters. <laughs> can I change? Is sorry, that can I, possible? Can I change mine again? Yeah. Okay, cool. I want to go with uh, the Affleck duck, and mm-hmm. I want... <laughs> Um, Wait, Gilbert Godfrey? No, no, no. The actual Affleck duck. The Affleck duck. I want him. I thought you said Affleck duck. Like I want Affleck. I want Ben Affleck's pet duck. What about f- four Affleck ducks and Ben Affleck? Okay. And you have to guess which one's which. Friends, we want to take a moment to tell you about our our best friend, Bob Ball. He's a voiceover artist. He's an entrepreneur. I think I can say that. He uh, he has a show called Pop Quizzical. That, uh, uh, you know, so many podcasts take so much of your time, like this one, for example. And all you get in exchange is At us. A fucking hour of our lives that we have given to you as a fucking gift. Three gift. total man hours of our precious lives, you thankless thug. <laughs> Bob Ball is not as generous as we are. His show is much shorter, <laughs> but it uh, it is pretty great. It, it is a pretty great listen week in, week out. Uh you can find it at popquizzical.com, or you can find his own page at Bob Ball VO. It's a it's a trivia show that he hosts himself. It's beautifully produced. Had new topic every week. The most recent is about profanity, which is a lot of fun. It's he even fucking has a, awesome. A, it's pussies. Uh, he does he does a hint show every week, uh, and the the show is great, and it's a lot of fun, and it's sort of a, a quick a quick hit to cleanse the palate. Just a little bump. Uh, just a little knowledge bump. Mm-hmm. Just a hit. I can just stop whenever hit. I want. There's even if you want to dip back to episode twenty, uh, there is uh, my brother. My brother, me is is a topic. I'll listen to I you. Believe. Listen, don't well, listen well, to the rest of the podcast. There. Just listen to the bit that's about us. Uh, Get out of your own asshole. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Uh, number four. The fourth one's about us. Get right. out of your asshole. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Go to Bob Ball VO or popquizzical.com. Uh, follow them on Twitter and uh, enjoy the show. I think you're really going to like it. If you hear, while listening to the podcast, a strange echo coming from Justin's audio source, it's because he's inside his own asshole. And it's <laughs> it's cavernous and marbly in there. Bob Ball VO. Bob Ball VO, Justin's <laughs> asshole.com. Let's have another death question. This was, this was Yahoo was sent by Jacob Locker, so you know it's going to be good. Thanks, Jacob. It's by Yahoo Answers user Philip, who asks, how much would it cost to bronze my corpse when I die? Hmm. The first answer is exactly $32,988, wow. I guess. Is that including, like, all the, like, the fees? I like the this idea for, so much. For me, personally, let me tell you why. Okay. Just in case I ever do something awesome enough to merit a statue built in my honor, it's like pre-pro. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have to worry about, I would love to build this statue in Griffin's honor. I would love to. He was a very Mm -hmm. important figure for insert important reason here. Um, But I just don't know that we have the the maintenance fees for it right now. Uh, With this, I can say, don't even worry about it. This is me. And maybe I'm standing up. Maybe I have a piece of pizza in my hand that I also bronzed. 
And I'm given like a hang ten sign with my other hand. <laughs> so kind of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pastiche. Maybe a little, maybe a little TMNT, uh, perhaps. Maybe I have roller skates on. Maybe the roller skates aren't bronzed. Well, that's going to create uh, some tricky feet issues. Anyway, I I uh, I uh, researched this topic a little bit beforehand uh, because that's I, I like to bring an expert mm-hmm. sort of uh, flair, I guess you could say, to the show. And I stumbled on um, a forum where writers ask about things that could happen in one of the stories that they're writing, which is always like basically the best. Sure. And uh, Amy Ashley is in here asking if if she can bronze a dead body. Um, She said, I've seen it done in another book, but technically those bodies were vampires. Mm -hmm. So I think that might have been fudged. (sighs) Well, I mean, that, okay. So she, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, let me finish here. She she has a few people uh, saying that uh, you need to make a wax sculpture out of it and then bronze it. And uh, someone else says they think the bronze would melt the flesh. And then Amy actually dips back in four questions down and says, hmm, actually, it isn't truly human. It's more of a fish, mm-hmm. a mermaid to be exact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say definitely cold-blooded. Oh, okay. Well, that's gonna, that is going to hold up under the pressure of vulcanized metal. I, I, oh, yeah, right. Uh, um, is this something that you guys would be – because we've never talked about, like, what we want to do – with and to each other when when one of us passes away first, Travis. Uh, well, first and foremost, I am bothered by the limitations of the question. I don't understand why I have to wait to be dead to be bronzed. <laughs> are you talking full bronzing or are you talking like a partial Tremaine? Oh, well, I'm just saying, like, I feel like it would be very protective if I could just go, like, toes to neck. Okay. You know, leave my head out there for all the important shit. But just go toes to neck, and so then I know I'm bait. Wait, is bronze bulletproof? Um, it depends <laughs> on how thick sense. it is. Be- I can tell you this though: it is poop and peep proof. <laughs> okay, there's so gonna, gonna be need some outlets. I'm gonna need some outlets cut. <laughs> okay, so basically, what we're talking about is like a shitty Iron Man scenario. <laughs> yeah, I, I am Iron Man. Iron Man. I'm fucking falling over. <laughs> Shit! I landed on my dick outlet. Fuck, help me. Pepper Potts, help me. I peed and pooped in my bronze suit again. Watch me shoot my beams. Oh, I don't have beams? I'm just made of steel? Fuck me. Avengers, assemble. I pooped and peed in here a month ago. Master, yes, Jarvis. You smell like fucking piss on metal, and I hate it. I'm leaving. I'm an AI, and I hate it. I'm deleting myself because of how bad your pea metal smell smells. I like that Travis is concerned about it being bulletproof. As if anyone would ever want to shoot a, a robot. Travis, you have to worry about it being bulletproof because I'm saying a week and a half in, you're going to be like, fucking kill me. Yeah, what, I, what he, no. Okay, Justin, I want to jump it, back. You're gonna if turn yourself. Any, no, if into there's a ro- any gun-toting criminal that walks in because there's a man covered in metal, surely he's a robot. That man doesn't deserve to be mad at me because he's an idiot. I am not a robot. I'm still a human being. I'm just trapped in a metal husk. Okay. And the husk that is become my life because of my what? poor pre-planning. I, why would anyone want to shoot a man that has locked himself with his dick and butthole hanging out? How is your flap that people can look under and he can't stop him because he can't move his arms? 
please everyone stop looking at my dick and or butthole. I think they have a name for someone whose limbs are encased in metal, but whose sex organs are exposed, and that's a fuck prison. <laughs> that's what you're setting yourself up for. Travis, can you, you can you admit to us right now that this actually sounds like your dream scenario? All that you have to do is have food fed to you and shit where you stand. And it's totally, totally acceptable. I don't like that you assumed that I would be bronze standing. Okay. What, 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 <laughs> what would your you, What be? kind of bra- What position are we talking? Reclining on a chaise lounge like Cleopatra. Okay. Okay. What if, Travis, what if you, what if that started out as a life, but then you turned into the, uh, like, grand prize in a high stakes race around the world or something? Because that <laughs> seems like you would be. You'd be very valuable. Or like first, I, I sunk to the bottom of the ocean like in AI. First, and then like some aliens found me in a thousand years, but I was still alive because I didn't have to use a lot of sure. energy to just keep my head alive. His, lo- his love is real. His intellect first, is not. First place for this Grand Prix around the world is this bronze fuck prisoner. Like, what's second place, please? What's last place get me? A lead fuck prisoner. <laughs> the worst part about being encased in metal... And having people have to feed you through the hole in your face is that you can never really be particular about sandwich orders again. Mm-hmm. You really just have to accept whatever the person brings you. Egg salad, potato, potato. <laughs> no, you hire someone else to smack things out of your mouth for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is disgusting. Someone scrape it. Someone scrape the residue from my mouth. Oh, man. This, just, this turned yeah. into a Saw movie in my mind real quick. Yeah, it seems like pretty bad. Is this what Human Centipede was about? Mm-hmm. Kind of. Only instead of bronze, it was another human's anus. Did you guys? Uh, did you guys see the new RoboCop? It was basically <laughs> just a guy coating himself in metal and having sandwiches in his head and then pooping himself on a chaise lounge. Stop that it crime! Awesome. Hey, quit! Hey, cut that crime out, or else I'll make you watch what I do. Um, that would be a pretty good scene at Robocop is if halfway through the movie he realized that his suit is metal and it's too heavy for his bones. <laughs> I want you guys to know that also um, now in uh, in what 128 episodes, I've now learned that this <coughs> is the kind of thing that I, I say this as a joke and someone out there is going, Travis is so fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't work. Yeah. That would never work. Yeah. I can I can say, though, that after knowing you for almost 30 years... Well, 25. Um, that this is the kind of thing that you would actually give a lot of thought. I would research it. I'm not yeah, saying you I'd would do it, but I'm saying it would occupy a lot of your faculties for, I would say, uh, three to four days. Well, because I would also say this. It, in my in my many years of being obsessed with really weird things that people have done in the past, mm-hmm. someone has attempted to do this. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I mean, here's the thing. People cryogenically freeze themselves. You don't think someone back in, like, the 1600s when people were, let's be honest, dumb, yeah. that somebody was like, I know how I'll live forever. I'll be encased in metal. When someone... Like, somebody's done it. Here's the here's the question of the hour. I die, which is never going to happen, but this is, this is mm-hmm. a, you know, hypothetical. I die... Um, I get my corpse frozen in bronze. What do you guys do with that? What do you do with that? Do you put that in the independently owned and operated cemetery? Do you put that in the living room as like some sort of fun statue? Do you put me in the yard like one of those kind of racist lawn jockeys? I think that would be a great way to to as to act as a seed for your cemetery because people know you're serious. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I also want to say that one body above ground. That's mm -hmm. really good advertising. It also would be a great moment if you just like had the statue in your home and friends came over and they were like, well, that's a really detailed statue. And you say, oh, thank you. It's my brother. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, is it like to commemorate him or how did he die? And you're like, oh, no, no, no. That is my brother. Mm -hmm. That is in fact. Yeah. And P.S. A weird person that's in my house. If I have a statue cast in honor of my brother it will not have his genitals exposed yeah so p.s person with him oh where are you going you don't want to see the. you don't want to talk about my dead brother stat no. all right i want to you're going to talk about the mormon faith i'm ready to listen it would literally be like i i wouldn't even need to see all of it like around as i came through the door frame as soon as i saw like the bron like the tip of his bronze dead nose i'd be like oh hold on i've got a phone call in my car in my car phone bye yeah but tip of his uh, dead bronze nose we could play family feud and have people guess how you were going to end that <laughs> sentence and survey would never say nose it would never ever say nose no, I've listened to my brother, my brother, a few times. I'm pretty sure he's not going to end this sentence with those. Let's go to the leaderboard. Let's check it out. Survey says no, 100% said dick. Everyone said dick. It's, it seems 100%. You get 100 points. Justin, no this is points. the worst Louis Anderson impression I've ever heard. <laughs> Let me try again. Okay. Let me try again. That's no, Ray Combs. Let me try Louis Anderson. Shut up. I'm trying to do my Louis Anderson. Wow, 100% of the people said dick. That's not... That's my Bruce Valanche. Fuck. Uh, I saw Bruce Valanche on Shark Tank yesterday. That son of a bitch was pitching a software to teach old people how to use internet. How to use it. How to harness its power. I mean, I would want... I don't know like, why that's Bruce like Valanche creating a there. book to help illiterates learn to read. Yeah, right? Like, if I could log into computer classes, then they, I, they seem to be in pretty good shape. Yeah. Do you guys remember when before the jump we were like, we've got to move through these questions faster? But right now I'm right. Googling Richard Karn to like make a timely Family Feud sure. Richard Karn joke. And I think I, that nice yeah. Karn bonbon. I think maybe we should move on. I have a roommate who's constantly eating my food. He will always eat 99% of something and leave one item left. For example, he ate most of my pretzels, but left one and ate a full jar of pesto with said pretzels, but left a spoonful of pesto. He ate an entire bag of gummy bears, but left a single bear. I feel petty asking him to stop eating my groceries, but he doesn't do any grocery shopping on his own. How, sh <laughs> How should I deal with this without sounding like a petty roommate? Like, okay, here's the thing. What? Redefine what the word petty means to you. Because he's eating you out of house eating and your shit and doesn't buy his own shit. More, th more importantly, though, he's leaving a single... Element of it left saying, now there's still some for Jeff to enjoy. There's one Pringle in this fucking can. Once you pop, that you literally have to stop, Jeff, because I ate the other 99 Pringles. Did you know every can of Pringles has exactly 100 Pringles in it? Jeff, you're basically living with a bear, but worse, because at least the bear is it will eat everything, mm -hmm. and it will like you just got to throw it away after a bear is done with it. Um, uh, the, but this guy's eating you out of house and home. There's no, I mean, you can't. Like, how can't, far does this go? Like, he leaves one square of toilet paper that you bought. He leaves the core go. of the apple. I boned, he, I boned your girlfriend, but I stopped right before completion. Can we set? Can we lay out a a dictate to America and the world, but mainly America because I don't know what's going on elsewhere. Mm -hmm. If you cannot afford 
to live in an apartment by yourself, you have to live with your parents or be homeless. You can't, no one can live with anyone they are not dating anymore. It's that's simply untenable. I didn't know it before this. All roommates are awful. They're the worst. That's not. That's we get. Not we throw no, away. Listen, we, I, listen <clears throat> Brent. Brent Wolfloss was my roommate. I love him very deeply. We are be, We are still best friends, and we lived together for three years. If you ask either one of us, like, did you at any one point a hundred percent enjoy living with each other? The answer is no. Yeah, but you don't want a hundred percent enjoy like any person. Like that. That. That's you're gonna have hundred percent. I hundred percent enjoy my wife. Yeah, and I, I, I enjoy, I, my, I enjoy my girlfriend. I, sweetie. I'm saying though, like, you're gonna have friction with anybody that you live with over something, even if it's. Now, I think the problem is that you don't have friction with the person, because uh. then, that that's when the real problems arise. What it, I meant, se- I, yeah, I meant. I, no, I got that. You meant like. You don't want to like fuck you, fuck fuck your roommate. Don't fuck your roommate. Like first off, don't do that. I do think that is an option, though. I think that's an option is to. Even if you're a heterosexual and you cannot afford to, like, you have to live with someone of the same just gender as you. Just go ahead and get it over with. Just go ahead and get it over with. I want you to eat this last gummy bear. Only, what? It's not in the bag. Where could it be? <laughs> can we suggest that? Like, can you, do, maybe not a sexual relationship. I meant, like, in his butthole. But, and then, like, he would have oh, to eat gotcha, the okay. gum. <laughs> could, couldn't you, thank you for clearing that up. I needed a road sign to find that one. Uh, what? What if you were to just say, like, we're not in a sexual relationship, but as long as you live here and I live here, there is no boundary. Like, we we are literally we, – we are in this thing together. We are, li- we are living as a unit. I think that that might be a possible – Isn't that what, like, the majority of 80 sitcoms was about? I think – yeah, like, Perfect Strangers, I think, was exactly about this. I don't think the guys in Perfect Strangers ever fucked each other. No, I'm not it saying they fuck. I I'm not saying they fuck each other. I'm saying like they combine their, their butt resources and their wiener and do not to stand tall no. on the wings of their dreams. <laughs> like it, they don't have two milks. There's just the one milk, and they're both sharing it. And if you don't have any groceries, like that, that is a problem both of you have. Listen, yeah, and and question asker, it is not fucking petty. It is the worst thing in the world. When you come home and you're like, the no, all I worst. want is to dive into that bag. It's the worst the roommate worst situation thing. in the world, okay. you guys. Okay? It, it's not the worst thing. Worst roommate situation in the world. When, like, you've been sitting at work and you're like, man, I just had the worst day. But I bought myself that bag of gummy bears yesterday when I was shopping for just such an occasion. I'm just going to dive headfirst in that bag of gummy bears. You come home. One fucking gummy Do you bear. remember just, that when, like. Just super quick, real quick sidebar. If you're in this situation, it may be time to consider getting a new job. If if the if the highlight of your day <laughs> is the gummy bears you're gonna eat later, please. You might just, be a redneck. Yeah, you're time gonna... to go to Resumator and start seeing what's available because you are in Listen, a bad Justin, job. I don't know what kind of posh, high-level upper management jobs you've had in your life. You've never had a job where the highlight of your day is gonna be the fact that you bought yourself like a, an ice cream treat. Uh huh. And then maybe after that, maybe you'll kill yourself. Maybe what? So okay, Travis, walk me through the narrative here. This person goes to the grocery store, buys an ice cream treat, and says, "Hang tight, little buddy. I'm gonna talk to you." <laughs> yes, I don't know what kind of idealistic lives you guys have led, but sometimes you know you gotta buy your bread, you gotta buy your milk, you gotta buy your shit. But then you go, you know what? 
this box of candy. Mm -hmm. This is just for me when Travis is in trouble. You know, this is for this is for emergencies only. This, Break glass this, in case of bad this blank box of mysterious unlabeled candy. What could be inside here? It's like Jumanji in candy form. I can't wait to eat this when I get home from the office. You guys have never had emergency treats? Not that defined the course of my entire day. No, Travis. Out of, okay. Out of out of years, out of years of your like 365 days, you've never had one day where you think like, ooh, I've got a steak at home. I'm going to eat that today. I have. everything better. But then I, Do I just live like a ho horrendous food-based lifestyle? You've been grief-eating for like a decade, I think. Like it's – Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not great, Trav. That is not great behave. That's not great. That's not ideal. I'll have you know that I met with a personal trainer yesterday, and he said my body fat percentage was fair. Your body is amazing, but <laughs> my body is a wonderland. Let's just – I this is not – it sucks, but it's not the – do you remember 30 episodes or so ago when the guy talked about how his roommate fucked on his bed and left, like, uh, a, okay, love, that's the worst left, like a love mess whenever he did it? Like – that's left one gummy bear sitting he in the left, middle of the he love left mess. Sex to do all over the yeah. bed. Yeah, he he left his leavings and like that. I fucked in your bed and also I ate all but one of your gummy bears. His detritus. I think that you should count your count your lucky stars. There was enough left there that a bloodhound could track him through the streets of London. Precisely. Let's put it that way. Let's leave it at that. Um. God. Yeah. God. I'm so glad I'd never have to do that again. Do you guys want a Yahoo? Yeah. Please. Um. This Yahoo was sent in by uh, Valerie Rogers. Thank you, Valerie. It is by Yahoo Answers user Paul, who asks, What is the sexiest dog? Uh. I sometimes jog in the dog park around the corner from where I live. The other day, I got talking to a model who was walking her dogs in, said she would like to see me again. I told her I walk my dog there a lot, so she would probably bump into me sometimes. Problem is, I don't have a dog. I now have to buy one so she doesn't know I was lying to her so I could maybe get laid. I am wondering what type of dog I should get. I want to get the sexiest dog possible so I have the best chance of getting into her pants. What kind of dog – what do you dog owners suggest? Which dog is more I'm likely to drive her crazy? having a seizure about I this. also need one that doesn't make much noise because my wife can't find out. She doesn't like dogs. <sighs> Ah, twist. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, right there at the end. You didn't think I it. thought it was so bad, but now I see it for what it truly is. You got a Yahoo Shemalian. Is uh, that how you say his name? I think it's got to be an Afghan hound. Their hair looks like a beautiful lady's hair hanging down. Yeah, that's not bad. What about something that has even like a suggestive name, like a like a schnauzer? You know what I mean? Because whenever I hear yeah. a schnauzer, I think of... Like how a barbet is actually is called a gun dog mm -hmm. by the uh, by the United Kettle Club. Well, a gun dog. I was more thinking of like you could ostensibly refer to your penis as like your schnauzer. You know what I mean? Why don't you get a human slave dressed as a dog and walk him through the dog park? This is good. This is a good line of dialogue for us to hey, get out. And you want to know something? People do that. That exists. I saw it on an episode on, I believe, TLC. Let's let's clear up real quick, though, just for a second. When you say mm -hmm. human slave, you're talking about an S&M thing and not yes, a literal not, not like slavery on thing. The black market. Okay. No, I'm talking S&M, a BDSM kind of thing. Okay. And uh, the person, you know, they wear snout and dog ears and whatnot. You get them on a leash they crawl on all fours okay. uh, through the dog park and i don't know whether they use the bathroom like a dog but hey, i think it's safe to assume okay i'm gonna need about 15 um, minutes to just jerk it real quick can we can we okay. take a break can we have a brief well, jerk it recess yeah and then I, we'll edit that out 
And we're back. And, oh, God, it, uh, there was so much! Hey, can, can I ask a real quick favor from people who are into S&M? Uh, you know I'm into it. You know I'm down with you having your lifestyle. Could you not take that whole scene into a public forum where that's going to be that person's whole week? Mm -hmm. like, unless. 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 There's a special park that's just for that. <laughs> Don't smell his right. ass. Just kidding. Go for it. You have to. <laughs> Do it, you bitch. Wild. The place in which this, I saw this occurring, it was uh, an SM, an SM pair in San Francisco. Well, that seems like the kind of place where that would happen. Yes. Yes, of course. So I'm saying maybe this is a special dog park, but can you imagine being a regular dog owner that's just like, oh, a new dog park? Maybe in like the deep, state. like Denton, <laughs> Texas or something like that. Like, oh, this is not a thing that has ever happened in this whole zip code cool cool justin you got real quiet are you okay i just sometimes it gets is it the, too real the walls you try to put up for yourself you think that they're to keep we have an agreement that i know is justin inside but it turns out the walls have been there to keep all this out mm -hmm. the whole time because you know? maybe just maybe maybe it's your thing it's got to be somebody's thing what if it's my thing? Like, how much of me guarding myself, maybe some of my social anxiety can be traced back to the fact that I'm constantly worried. I'm going to be like, woof, let's fuck. Yeah. I need it. But ah, we have to, it. we can't let those fears control where we go on this show. You know, we have to have this mm -hmm. agreement. No limits, no restraints. Take this pill. Let's go down this sexual oubliette together. Some, some restraints, but only if they're extreme. Yeah. Yeah, right. Let's go down this exactly. hole. We gotta go one way or the other. We have to figure. We got it. This show is a sexual spirit journey, in in I, more ways than one. And when we start pulling back a little bit, when we start holding back the reins. Do you remember three years ago when we sat down and we started discussing doing this show, mm -hmm. and we said we're gonna do this show for one reason and one reason alone mm -hmm. to learn about ourselves sexually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Come. My brother, my brother, come listen to three brothers discover themselves sexually. <laughs> Open their flowers to new possibilities. <laughs> you remember when we were coming up with names for the show, and I thought that E2 Hermano, Tom Bien, was gonna be was gonna be where we should land. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think that making this show has skewed my perception of what it of. I don't. I do not think I have. A, a barrier for what I, is a barometer for what is normal. Weird. I used to think things were weird. Nothing's weird. Do you remember? Everything is beautiful. Do you remember like a hundred episodes ago when we were like, hey, furries, right? And now we're all basically furries. Now and now I legit, no joke, if I hear someone out in real life make fun of the furries, I will interject into a stranger's conversation and be like, um, excuse me, that's actually coming from a very uninformed place, oh, and let me tell you what you need to know I, about the furry community. Are we a microcosm of this experiment called America? I hope I so. hope that the amount of progressiveness that we show on this show every single episode, I think if we can take steps forward like that as a fucking nation, then we are going to turn into, like, a Hellraiser-esque dimension of pain and pleasure. <laughs> I think I think initially we did have... So, we had a lot of socially accepted bigotry, yeah. I think, mm -hmm. when we started. We had a lot of socially acceptable barriers. I was not into interracial marriage. I was, I was right. firmly <laughs> anti-interracial marriage. 
I didn't believe an older person could truly love a younger person. Mm -hmm. but uh, now I used, know. We used to be the only person we have gotten irrationally angry at, and I have not regretted as jugglers. I still feel like we were pretty much on the money with jugglers. Uh, I want to keep that feud going. Mm -hmm. But literally everything else, I I am sorry for any time we've judged. I, now, is that your Appalachian affectation on the word juggalos? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I man, you, you got to have festivals a bunch of jugglers around. I would marry my firstborn daughter to a <laughs> juggalo before I let her date a juggler. Wow. I, I want to leave it at that. Wow. Adam. I, by saying that, my my future daughter is going to listen to this and date a juggler to piss me yeah. off. God damn it. Kids, right? Nah. It's like we work so hard for you to not date anyone who suspends balls in the air. That's all I ask. That's all I ask is to stay away from wizards and prestidigitators and jugglers. Mm. I don't like anybody who does tricks. I don't think it's so wrong. Our dad was murdered at a carnival. Should we? Have we ever talked about the fact our dad was murdered at a carnival? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, it's although I would like to throw out a special thanks to our our adopted father, Clint McRoy. By which I mean, we adopted him. You've done such a great job raising us, but the scars of our former dad's carnival murder, unsolved carnival murder. I feel like it really informs a lot of the stuff we talk about on the show. I am amazed that like, I'm amazed that we've never talked. about Are you sure it hasn't come up? It seems like it would have come up the fact that our dad was killed by a juggler. Mm -hmm. Well, we can't prove that he was the prime suspect. Could have been anybody. Could have been the bearded lady. Could have been the lizard man. Could have been Duncan Booth. Maybe a knife thrower. That seems Duncan accurate. Could have been, oh shit, cotton candy guy. Cotton candy guy. Last person you ever suspect. He doesn't have mm. any superpowers. This cotton candy tastes like my dad. What? <laughs> Spun to death. He made it from Emilio. Um, Emilio. All right. Guess uh, his weight. Is let's end no. the show. Well, I was gonna keep making like carnival, carnival chips. Okay, go ahead. I gotta grab a washcloth. Oh, what's wrong? Uh, I spilled some coffee. Okay. Um. 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 I was gonna say, I like, guess his weight. Oh, hey, girl. Oh, okay, what's up? Nothing. I we never talk. Yeah. Anymore. What's um? What are you? Are you seeing anybody? I mean, not right now. Why do you ask? I mean, like, are you like? Are you dating? Um, well, no, I, I'm engaged, so no. Uh, uh, did I not tell you that? To, what are you, who are you engaged to? Uh, to my fiance. Right, but who the fuck, like, Jesus, man. What happened to us? Sorry, I was trying to hold out. But... Thank God Justin's back. Um, thank you, everybody, to get, for continuing to bear with us. I know that it gets... Got a little weird, I guess you could say this week, it seemed to me. You know what's funny? I don't think it did. Comparatively, I I would I this one's probably just middle. I don't know. I feel like the, we made people come face to face with their own mortality probably more than they're comfortable with. Yeah. And their own sexuality. Like what other podcast offers you an ability to look into the future and both see yourself dead and see yourself in a leather dog costume? Sex and death. It's the two primal forces of life, according to the pilot episode of the wonder years so thank you to everyone who was uh uh mailing us stuff if you want to mail us something it's p.o box 54 honey to west virginia 25706 thank you to people tweeting about the show lee mahi uh not zach newton brandy no i mean 
not Zach Newton's his name. I'm not calling out someone named Zach Newton for not tweeting about the show. <laughs> Cost Bizzle, East Coast Dandy, uh, K Crushing, Charlene 519, Sam Uh I am Feminista, The Rab, Subrandom, Dart, Catal, Sketchy TK, Radigal 1000, everybody. And uh, make sure you follow MBMBAM Wisdom. It is a Twitter feed that only tweets quotes from the show. So that's pretty good. Sometimes one. when you say the names of people on Twitter, you say them in like kind of an incomprehensible manner that makes it sound like you're reading off some sort of incantation. Like you're casting some uh, sort of shitty spell. I am. I'm casting a spell of love. Uh, I want to th- thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album, Putting the Days to Bed. Did you guys know that John Roderick was working on a Christmas album? With, with, uh, <gasps> with uh, not John Hodgman, but the other John? You know, the other John? Jonathan Coltrane. The, I don't think that's it. Yeah, it's him and John Coltrane. They're working on an album together. It's called Smoky Christmas. <laughs> um, no, it's called Holidays with a Z-E, and it's actually Jonathan Colton, and that's not the name of the album, but my keyboard is really loud, so if I Google it, then everybody's going to know, so I'm just going to fess up. <laughs> right now, don't know the name of the album, but Google John Coltrane, John <laughs> Roderick, Christmas together forever and you should find the album that i'm talking about thank you thank you so much i think you could say if you say john john roderick jonathan colton john culture if you search all three of Mm -hmm. them you will find it i think um i also if you wouldn't mind we haven't made this plea in a while if you could like tell a friend about our podcast if you could just like reach out to somebody that you're close to that you're friends with that you think they share your comedy sensibilities and maybe reach out to them extend the olive branch um, and and share a link to our, our podcast or our sampler, bit.ly, it's my bim bam. Um, then that would be good for us because we want to spread our reach. We want you guys to evangelize. Now, Griffin, if I'm not mistaken, you do have a, uh, a, a final question for I us? I do. Um, it was sent in appropriately by uh, Krista Whalen. Thank you, Krista Whalen. Oh, uh, uh, throwing shade has oh listen to all the other max fun podcasts maximumfun.org go listen to them throwing shade uh uh jordan jesse go international waters judge on hodgman stop podcasting yourself risk memory palace is that all of them um throwing shade has requested or actually a listener of throwing shade requested on the last episode that uh they and us we and they uh switch catchphrases okay just a little bit of cross-promotion, a little cross-marketing. A little cross-promotion. Krista Whalen sent this one in. Thank you, Krista Whalen. It's uh, by Yahoo Answers user Jamie, who asks, Anyone else have the phobia that Batman's going to smash your head into the mirror while you're peeing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dustin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Don't die. <laughs>